Welcome back to our next episode on Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, we're really excited to be with our friend Jason today uh, and talk about his involvement in the National FFA Teacher Ambassador Program. Jason, you want to get started by introducing yourself and telling us about where you teach and kind of painting us a picture of your program, size of your school, those types Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. Um, so I teach at Hanford High School in Hanford, California. It's the Central Valley part of California, and I'm the agri-science pathway teacher. So I teach introduction to agriculture, agriculture chemistry, advanced agri-science, and our agriculture leadership class. Um, I teach in a unique program because our program is actually a three school site district-wide program. So we have Hanford High School, Hanford West High School, and Sierra Pacific High School, which are all three comprehensive high schools in our district, but we are one district-wide agriculture program and FFA chapter. So that sort of lends to our 1,000 plus FFA membership that we have in our chapter and the nine agriculture teachers that we have spread across the three school sites. So I like to consider our program something unique in the fact that our students have to learn how to collaborate with students at other school sites within our district in order to have a successful FFA chapter. And so it's definitely got its ups and it's definitely got its downs, but I enjoy teaching in a large program like that. That's crazy hearing like the number of students and the number of ag teachers um, you know, I, I teach in a two-teacher program, which is pretty unique for North Dakota. We only have a few two-teacher programs. The most of ours are single teachers. So nine teachers, like yes. nine of me, like think of the things that could happen. It's very much a divide and conquer mentality for sure. So we're here today to talk to you, Jason, about that your involvement as a national FFA teacher ambassador. So, um, why don't you kind of explain what that is, some of your roles, responsibilities, how you got into that ambassador program? So the National Teacher Ambassador Program through National FFA is a program designed to provide training to agriculture teachers so that we can go to our local areas back in our home states and we can provide educational resource workshops to those agriculture teachers back in our home states. And uh, we're not just limited to our home states. We can do uh, regional workshops. We can do state level workshops. And then some of us have even done some national level workshops that expose and explore the national FSA educator resources that have already been developed and designed by the uh, educational development team at national FSA. And we all serve from different backgrounds. So we all come from different states. We all come from different programs. Like you mentioned, North Dakota has a lot of the single person departments. And then you get a mixture of teachers that come from these large nine ag teacher departments. And that really blends some of our backgrounds and experiences together to be a unique voice for the National FFA organization because we get to provide feedback to National FFA 
And that's actually one of the, the unique aspects of this program that I really enjoy getting to do is that we get to provide feedback on those resources from agriculture teachers that utilize them or have experienced utilizing them. And then the, the other part of our responsibility is that we get to help provide some of the professional development and professional growth to agriculture teachers and provide a safe space for them or a platform for them to share some of their stories and share some of their experiences in their classrooms using some of these resources or give them a chance to see what their classrooms could look like utilizing some of these resources. So can you explain like how you got into this role uh, and kind of walk us through what that process would look like if someone's interested uh, in doing this as well? So this is my second year as an ambassador and it definitely looked different this year than it looked last year because of the given situations that we're in. But there's an application process and that starts getting promoted about January. Applications get submitted around February. There is an interview component. National FFA sets up the interview. You interview with the education development team. And then the selection takes place in April. And they announced in May. And then the training for this actually takes place in June. And the first year I was an ambassador, we got to travel back to National FFA and train in the National FFA Center. And that was a really unique opportunity that this year, unfortunately, uh, we were stripped of that opportunity. And so we had to do our training uh, via Zoom, which was also a unique experience meeting with these other ambassadors from across the nation and only having ever met them through a computer. So first year, we were in person, got to meet the ambassadors in person, and this year we were on Zoom and we got to meet the ambassadors all on Zoom. So for you to wanna to do this for two years, obviously there must be something about it that you enjoy, or maybe there's you know several aspects of it that you enjoy, um, but what really made you want to become a National FFA Teacher Ambassador? Great question. And I'm gonna highlight that each year so far has been a unique experience in terms of why I wanted to be an ambassador. The first year I applied for this ambassador program because I wanted to get more involved in a leadership role within agriculture education and within the ag teaching career. And I felt like this was an opportunity for me to become a leader for our profession. And I knew I was going to be designing and developing workshops to help other ag teachers. And so taking on that leadership role was one of the initial reasons why. And then I also wanted to become more proficient in the resources. I'd heard about them. I actually accidentally stumbled upon the National FFA Educator Resources one day when I was trying to plan a lesson and I pulled up Google and I typed something in and bam, there popped up National FFA Educator Resources and I was like, what is this? Wow, this is really awesome. But having very limited understanding of it, 
I felt like this would be an opportunity to dive a little deeper into what they are, who they are, when they are, why they develop them, and get a little bit more proficient in them. And then this year, my reason for applying for the ambassadorship transformed into wanting to help National FSA with the development of their resources and providing them with some insight to what resources they have and what they are thinking of developing. And so I feel like my relationship with National SSA has grown because of this ambassador program. And I wanna see National SSA's education development team continue to be successful. So I wanna help take some of these resources, revamp them, um, level them up, so to say, and then help them create some other resources that the agriculture education profession is just kind of chomping at the bit to get some. So you've quickly highlighted some of them, but what opportunities in serving, probably mostly, mostly last year, um, maybe, maybe there's been some this year, uh, but what opportunities have you had um, as you've served in this capacity? Uh, whether that's, um, you know, new doors that have opened or, you know, presenting to teachers. Can you highlight some of uh, the major things? The opportunities that I've had is actually another re reason why I applied to be an ambassador the second year as well. Uh, the opportunity to travel to National FFA and be in the National FFA Center during training was a truly memorable experience. And unfortunately that was not feasible this year. And so for those first year ambassadors this year, um, I do apologize to them for that situation because they didn't necessarily get that. But working at the National FFA Center and meeting the National FFA staff and seeing the daily workings of what goes on behind the scenes for National FFA was just such a neat opportunity to see that. You just develop a respect for what takes place behind the scenes at National FFA. And then you also feel like you can connect with those people when, when you're needed or when they're needed. Um, you have that, that little bit more connection there. And then networking with other ag teachers has been such a blessing for my life. And being here with the two of you today, I directly, directly attribute this program to being able to do this with what we're doing right now. And so networking with not only teachers in my local area, but across the nation has really opened my eyes to the fact that we have so much to share across this great nation, the teaching strategies that we have, curriculum, resources, experiences. And if we never share these stories with each other and we never connect, we don't get the opportunity to benefit from each other and grow together. And so I think networking with ag teachers across the nation is an opportunity that this program just opens all the doors wide open to. Um, presenting workshops, is something that I never really had a lot of formal training in. And 
I'd done it before, but this kind of gave me an insight to how to structure some presentations of workshops and how to reach out to the various audiences. Because when you're doing a workshop, you've got all levels, all backgrounds of ag teachers, and there are some teachers that are very proficient in technology, and there are some teachers that are very, where's the power button on this device? And so you've got that wide range and level of teachers, and then also presenting in various platforms, in, in person platforms, um, small group versus large group, and virtual. And since we've gone towards this virtual movement, the opportunity to become more proficient in virtual lessons and virtual workshops and virtual presentation has been an opportunity that I've greatly appreciated um, almost being forced into and thrown into, but it's really helped kind of vamp um, my future with virtual. And then the last opportunity is I've been able to develop some tutorials and resources for National FFA, and I felt completely humbled that they would reach out and ask me out of the hundreds of thousands of educators that exist in our nation to put together these tutorials for other ag teachers. Um, so you can find like a converting Google Docs tutorial on National FFA's website. That was a resource I created and developed for National FFA. And it's, it's truly humbling to be in this leadership role to see that you can make such a, a positive impact and that people can and appreciate that positive impact that you could make. So those opportunities have just changed my life. That's awesome. What are some of the, you know, you're talking about workshops. What are some of the workshops you've presented? Like, have they been, you know, statewide or have you presented the national level, virtual? Um, what are some of those that you've done? When I was a first year ambassador, I presented to student teachers. I presented to early career teachers, uh, veteran teachers. I presented at, in California, we do what's known as a student teacher conclave and we gather all the student teachers from the various universities that are training ag teachers. And I got to help the student teachers dive into some of the resources as they begin their career and see what they can pick and choose from to utilize as they begin their career. Uh, we have a new professionals conference in California, which is for first through third year teachers. And those early career teachers get together from across the state. And I got to present to that group. I've presented at regional roadshows for um, the San Joaquin region in California, which is the, the region that I I'm housed in, and then I've also had the chance to present at our state level conferences and our state level ag teacher professional development. And then recently, I have packed onto uh, my calendar some virtual workshops that have been really neat because it's a lot easier to gather um, a large group of people on a virtual platform from a diverse background and diverse areas. So I've done a workshop for the NAAE when they were doing their professional development workshop series. Um, I've done a workshop for the Germinate conference for summer 2020. 
and uh, I continue to get more offers and to get more people reaching out about doing these workshops. And so if there's anybody out there that wants a virtual workshop, um, get my contact information and let me know. I've planned out these virtual workshops so that teachers can kind of play around with the resources a little bit and it gives them some structure in how they explore them. And I actually have one tomorrow as well. Um, I'm working with a group of student teachers from a university here in California tomorrow. So yeah, I, my calendar's packed on with these and I'm excited. I, I just think in the time that we're living in right now, I mean, before we knew that making connections with other ag teachers were important, but I think we took it a little bit for granted. And now in this time, it's been so uplifting and so powerful to have that cohort of people, not from your state, but just around the nation. So uh, it's really cool to hear you talk about that. Um, so moving on, you've mentioned some resources. So if you're going to highlight a few that are your favorite, uh, what would those be? And they can be the ones you help create. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite resources that I would encourage any and every ag teacher to use first or to try to implement first would be agexplore.com. Agexplore.com is actually a collaboration between National FSA and Discovery Education, exploring hundreds of careers in agriculture. And I actually utilized this agexplore.com website for the very first time last year with all of my students. And I, I sort of used my students last year, if they're listening, yes, I used you as guinea pigs. Um, but I used them as guinea pigs a little bit when I was starting to pick and choose through some of the resources that I wanted to use, but I wasn't quite sure how they were gonna fit or how students would react. Um, but I'm glad I did because I got some valuable feedback for National FSA. And then I also got to see kind of how they could puzzle piece into my curriculum. Agexplore.com is good for 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, students in college, students in middle school, because you can use that platform to discuss agricultural careers from a very basic level to a very in-depth level. And then National FSA has connected agexplorer.com to so many other of their resources that you will find your students in class. And, and I found my students saying, oh, wow, this, this relates back to that one activity we did at the beginning of the school about ag careers on Ag Explorer. So they become familiar with it when you introduce it to them. And then later on when they connect it, they can make that connection between, yeah, that's when we studied ag careers at the beginning of the year. Now we're studying something about soils, but it's channeling us back to that ag careers website about soil science. And so agexplorer.com, easy to use. There's implementation guides, educator guides, resources, worksheets, all of that is on agexplorer.com. And then they have a cool career finder. That's my favorite part, the career finder. Students go through and they answer, I believe it's 12 questions maximum. And at the end, it spits out four potential careers of interest to them. And those four careers, it provides them with a breakdown of how much money do you plan to make? How much school do you have to go to after high school? 
then it talks about uh, where you can go to school after high school and the universities that offer programs for that and the other careers it connects to and the daily lifestyle and the responsibilities and then students' minds just start going rampant over the fact that they're like, wow, I didn't realize that all of this is involved in being a farm surveyor of sorts. Um, and then a little uh, um, a hit home story to share with you. I had about four girls in one of my freshman intro to ag classes that were hell-bent that they were gonna be veterinarians. And they just, that was, the, they were like, I'm gonna be a veterinarian when I grow up. And I was two thumbs up to them for that. Don't wanna pop their bubble or ruin their dreams. Then we did this agexplorer.com activity and veterinarian popped up on their top four from the career finder because that just happened to be the way that the questions were answered by them. But then ag teacher popped up as well. And they started to research through a veterinarian and they were like, I have to go to school for the rest of my life to become a veterinarian. I have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to school to become a veterinarian. And then it's not even secured that I'm gonna have my own private practice or that I'll have to work for somebody else. And so it started to kind of bring to light some of the, the aspects of being a veterinarian that they didn't think about because all they wanted was the cute cuddly fuzzies from the animal. So then I quickly switched their thinking to, if you love veterinary sciences, you could always become a veterinary science ag teacher and teach about vet sciences. And you won't have to go to school as long. You won't have to pay as much money. You still get to play with the cute cuddly fuzzies. And then their mind shifted to, I think that that might be a viable option for me to become an ag teacher and teach vet science. And so I share that story because that was just a national FSA educator resource that I stumbled upon through this program. And then there was four girls in my class that it transformed and changed their thinking real quick. That's really cool to hear. And just, I think a lot of times students don't really know what the opportunities are. Um, Nikki and I were just at a workshop the other day. Um, and one of the egg teachers said, shout out to Whitney if she's listening. Um, she said that college is- She'll really, be listening, Brianna. Yes, yeah, she will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, that college is a really expensive career exploration. So I think, you know, by letting your students be exposed to um, careers right away in high school and make them, you know, decide before they go to college. Um, it's super important for sure. Would you say that some of those resources, and, and you've expressed that, or you've, um, you know, told us that you're going to be online for school this fall. Um, would you say some of the resources from National FFA are conducive to an online learning environment? Absolutely. If you go to the educator resources matrix um, on National FFA's website, which FFA.org, then explore FFA tab, then bottom left corner, it says educator resources. When you click on that tab, it'll actually pop up with the educator resources page that you can find all of the resources that National FFA has generated they've created a neat little section that is teaching from a distance. 
and there's a couple of resources that they've provided you for tips and tricks on utilizing some of these virtual platforms for assessment, virtual platforms for um, student engagement, student chat, video chat, collaboration, and you can identify how you might be able to utilize some of those virtual learning platforms with some of these resources from National FFA. And then there's also an opportunity for you to download the resources in PDF and Word document format. And then for those of us that might be on like a Google Classroom platform for our learning management system, you can convert those Microsoft Word documents to a Google document and you can utilize them in live time on your Google Classroom learning management system. Um, so for me, we are a Google Classroom um, or we're, we're a Google-based school. And so I've already started using this before we went to virtual distance learning, but you can download these worksheets, download these activities, upload them to your Google Learning Management System, and students have the opportunity to type directly onto or into the document and then submit and save it um, in live time. And so they are very much conducive to online or distance or virtual learning. The links to the resources are embedded within the resource. And so my suggestion would be to test those links with whatever learning management system you have because sometimes your firewalls with your districts might keep students from being able to see. I know there was a video that we were watching on, uh, it was an animal science field trip from National SSA, and it was a Vimeo, and our district blocked it because it was talking about the mammary system and udders and teeth, and it flashed to that so on the scandalous. video. I know, right? It was like, ah, you don't want students to understand reproductive systems of the animal. Okay. <laughs> so that's something that I would encourage anybody who's going to use the resources, test them out, test the links out, just to make sure that you're not going to push something out to your students from a distance and then a flood of email communication comes in. It won't work. And I've had that. I'm sure you've had that. I'm sure we've all experienced that one or two times where we push something out to students and it doesn't work right. <laughs> Everyone listening is shaking their head. Yes. Yeah. Right now in unison. Um, can you walk us through one more time? You briefly mentioned it, but if, if we were somebody that's never been to these resources, how do we access it? FFA.org, type it into your web browser. Explore FFA tab will be up at the top. When you click on Explore FFA, in the bottom left will be an educator resources. That is actually the very last item in the left column at the bottom. And then that will take you to National FFA's educator resources page. On that page, once you get there, up at the top will be teaching from a distance. 
and there's a little excerpt on there on resources, um, things that you could prepare yourself for to better utilize these resources from a distance. And then below that is a very nice breakdown of the resources by type, category, um, lesson plans, instructional educator guides, program management resources, professional development resources. And then if you don't want to click through all the tabs and buttons and links, there's a neat little search box. And on that search box, you can type in, for example, if you're trying to teach something about poultry and you just want to check out, hey, what does National SSA have on poultry? Just on that search bar, type in poultry, click search, and anything that National SSA has in their educator resources folders that relate to or connect to poultry will pop up. And then you can go through those resources and you can find if something works or doesn't work for you. But don't use the search function on National SSA's main web page because that will search the entire web of SSA.org and will spit out hundreds of thousands of resources that you'll have to comb through. So just go to the educator resources page and use that search function and that will at least condense your search to the educator resources that have been developed so you don't have to comb through hundreds of thousands of resources. What advice do you have for um, someone maybe wanting to be a National FFA Teacher Ambassador for next year? Do it. Do it. Just do it. I think Nike probably says that best, but from, uh, from an experienced person who I've been teaching almost 10 years now, I can tell you that this experience has truly transformed my classroom. It's truly transformed my teaching. And even if you're a first year teacher, this will be something that can help mold you as you continue on in the profession. If you've been doing the agriculture teaching game for 30 years, this is an experience that'll just provide you with some awesome reflection on what you're doing and how you do it and sort of implement some new things into your classroom. My, my advice to any teacher, new, old, early career, I would encourage you to reach out to previous ambassadors from your state. And if you don't know who those are, you can find those previous ambassadors through your state staff, or you can ask around and see if there's people that are in your circle that might know who some of those ambassadors are and have a chat with them talk with them about the ambassador program. It's fairly new. I, I want to say we're in our fourth or fifth year of the ambassador program. So there hasn't been many teachers trained in this program, but talk to those teachers that have been ambassadors, ask them about their experiences. And then when it comes time to applying, I encourage you to reach out to those previous ambassadors or the current ambassadors and ask them to review your application for you, provide some feedback on your application for you. And actually the current California ambassadors, um, two of them are first year and they both reached out to me um, and asked like, hey, I'm interested in this ambassador program. What's it about? What do you do? How would I fit into it? 
do you think I would fit into it? And so far, those girls have had an amazing experience and it's brought the three of us closer together. We collaborate a lot more on our resources. We present workshops together. So we've kind of created almost like a little cohort, little team. Um, and it's been, it's been a neat experience to feel like we are a representative team of such a larger body, almost like senators of a state representing us at Congress. It's, it's such a neat experience to have that. And then also, I would advise those teachers, if you want to get involved in a leadership role and you want to take on a little bit more of a space for ag teaching, this is your chance to put yourself out there, show you're vulnerable, and build your rapport with state staff, regional staff, national staff. And my advice would be that you could truly open up other doors to other opportunities by taking this plunge and getting yourself out there to do some of these workshops and interact with some of these teachers and network. Um, going back to Germinate, which you know we, we were all a part of Germinate here. And I can tell you that my love for that Germinate conference is so much stronger having gone through it as a presenter and being much more on the planning side of things that I would have never had that feeling had I just been an attendee at the Germinate conference. And so it kind of puts a different lens in your ag teaching career when you're on the planning side of things and not on the attending side of things. You mentioned that they can reach out to uh, other ambassadors in the state. Uh, I'm sure there's ambassadors that you can find on Facebook and Instagram, but where can they go to find more information? Maybe if they need to approach their administration to get approval, or they just want to check out responsibilities and roles bef before applying, where can they go to find that? The educator resources page that we just talked about earlier has a tab called professional development and it's all the way on the far right hand side of the educator resources page. When you click on professional development, there's actually a spot for the national teacher ambassador program. And when you click on that, it'll bring up, it actually, it will bring up a list of the ambassadors. So there's another way to find out who your ambassadors are. And then it brings up a list of the expectations, the who, what, when, where, and why's of the ambassador program. And then I'm not quite sure yet if that's where they're going to house the application process for that. Typically, from what I remember, the application process came by my desk on an email, I want to say. Um, but they may in the future, and this is another feedback component here, we as ambassadors might be like, hey, you should really house the application process on your educator resources page. And then they take that feedback from us and they're like, bam, there it is. There's a link right there. So I love that National FFA is able to take our feedback as ag teachers and they'll apply it immediately. One of the fellow ambassadors from California did a trial run of a resource, the advocacy module. And she noticed that the pictures on the advocacy module were very stereotypically agriculture pictures. 
the blonde hair, the blue eyes, that sort of thing. And because that, that's, that's not really representative of our entire organization, we reached out to National SFA and we mentioned perhaps diversifying some of the images on that resource. National SFA was super receptive to that. And they put some diversified pictures of different skin tones, um, different backgrounds. And that really, to me, that shows National SFA's appreciation to reaching out to their entire demographic of membership. If an educator wants to get started, they've never used any of the educator resources before, what one would you recommend for teachers to start with to kind of dip their toes into the water of all the resources National FFA has to offer? I love agexplorer.com. I love it. I, I, I'll use it every year for the rest of my ag teaching career. And I, I say that primarily because agexplorer.com is universal for all curriculums. It's universal across the board for any grade level, any program. Some of the resources are a little more specific to curriculum, animal science versus plant science, leadership-wise, that kind of stuff. Ag Explorer is, you could teach it to an introductory agriculture mechanics class, or you could use it with your advanced animal science and vet science classes. And so I, I would encourage that resource just because of its um, adaptability to all curriculums. Plus, like you said earlier, Brianna, it kind of exposes students to some of the realities of their career options that perhaps they've been um, misconstrued a little bit or perhaps they've been told old something that they're believing but that's not reality of the career and so it was true I just heard my entire classroom like oh, wow oh my gosh I didn't know this this and those just I mean goosebumps crawl all over your skin when you hear the engagement from your students with that resource so agexplorer.com visit the educator resources page on agexplorer.com and they have worksheets lesson plans guides, you name it, it's on there. And you can use it for however long, if you wanna do a 30 minute activity or you wanna do a three day activity, they've got it all on there for you. I think one of my favorites is the FFA New Horizons. I, my students get them in the mail. Some of them look at them, some of them don't. And I love to look through them and find ones that relate to our content and then pull those out um, to use in classes. And the cool thing is, is if you go on the website, they have a teacher guide that goes with it and they have worksheets and it's, it's super fun. I know a lot of teachers, that's what their sub plans are at times. Um, and that's one of, my, one of my favorites personally that I've used quite extensively. I do like Ag Explorer though too. Brianna, is there one that jumps out to you uh, that people should be aware of? I guess one that comes to my mind, and I, you know, I use both of those ones as well, um, is the retiring address, like worksheets that walk you through the different retiring addresses. Um, that's one thing I have my students do while we go to national convention, my ones at home, um, watch some of the RAs and having that worksheet that kind of 
guides them through that rather than just watching it, I think is more powerful and my students get more out of that RA than just watching it. I'm gonna um, put a plug in really quickly on the um, New Horizons magazine. The New Horizons magazine will no longer be a quarterly publication. They're only gonna do two issues a year now. And so just for ag teachers out there, keep in mind, um, you may be wondering why your students aren't receiving that magazine as frequently as they used to. And that's because they're only doing a twice a year publication, but it'll be a longer publication or it'll, it'll still house the amount of information that the quarterly ones did. It's just gonna look a little different. So um, be prepared for two a year instead of four a year. I think they're fun too, so your kids can see. You mentioned diversity, Jason, and and some of our students don't see that in, in many ways. They don't see diversity in students. They don't see diversity in programs. You know, a lot of programs in North Dakota are very similar, but um, the New Horizon allows them to kind of see those things and see different different people and not just production agriculture, which is what we have in North Dakota. So I, I mean, what a great free resource for you to use, you know. Um, Do you right use the digital and the print versions or? I normally do the digital. Uh, I get a couple magazines uh, here at school, but I don't have enough to go around. So I'll just pick out exactly what I need and it works. It works awesome. So, uh, but there are so many resources out there. Those are just to name a few of our favorites. Uh, and we will be putting in our show notes some resources from Jason, links that you should go to if you're interested in looking at the resources, interested in looking at the responsibilities of a national uh, FFA teacher ambassador. So make sure you view those things. Um, go like Here by the Owl podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and we appreciate you listening. <laughs>